Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on February the 7th, 2012. For newcomers, I always suggest that you go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com. There's over a thousand audios for download there and help yourself to uh, what I put out because I try and piece together the big system you've been born into as your parents and your grandparents before you and how literally we've been all been living through a big it's a scripted uh, scenario basically our, our lives have been scripted the major wars the amalgamations of continents together the free trade deals uh, the, the 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 free travel basically between borders or over borders of labor is all part of it too and, of course, their productions as well, all the things that they make. So we're living through something that was written out 100 years ago and published in many different books by the guys who designed it, in fact. And, of course, they want to bring in a planned society with experts ruling everything. And that's what we have today. You can't watch the weather program without them telling you to get an umbrella because it's going to rain today, like little children. Unfortunately, lots of folk are used to this now. They've grown up with it, and they, they wait for the expert to come on and tell them what to do. And it's the same with the general media, who give us our thoughts into the reality. It's not the real reality, but it's, it's the alternate one where they're given for the bottom. That's how things truly are run. So make sure you make use of that, and you'll find out, too, that if you go into cuttingthroughmedia.com, all the sites listed there have audios, and they all have transcripts, too, in English for print-up. And if you want to go into and get some uh, some print up from other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu. Member two, you bring me to you. You're the audience that bring me to you. So you can help me keep going because I'm not out here to create an empire. I just want to get the word out uh, before something happens in any fashion, that is, uh, even personally. Who knows? And um, you can buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughmedics.com and you can use a personal check from the U.S. to Canada still. You can send cash. You can use PayPal. Uh, you can use an international postal money order from the post office, uh, which is very good, gets here pretty quickly. And uh, across the world, you've got Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal once again. Remember, straight donations really are uh, welcome. That's generally what scrapes me through. And what I do is chronicle events as we go through them and go back into history to talk about different people who wrote about it a long, long time ago, each part of it. See, they're all specialists in their own areas of social psychology, etc., and social sciences. Now that they're all amalgamated together, really, with the behaviorists and the neuroscientists, and they're working big time with the military and all governments. But... Um, as I say, you can uh, you, you can uh, buy the books and this and so on and, and help me keep going and so I can keep these sites up for as long as I can until they maybe get pulled for some misdemeanor or whatever they can get their lawyers to go through. Who knows? Because that's how they're doing it today. Because censorship is definitely here. And censorship in many ways, in fact, uh, even in Australia, uh, they're bringing quiet trains where you can't say much above a whisper and the trains 
Uh, and I can understand too, at Russia, there's a lot of people yapping on their cell phones and uh, uh, giving their personal life away to everyone, uh, that kind of thing. It can be kind of uh, off-putting. But um, at the same time, too, everyone's been trained to obey. Same with the cameras. We don't act the same way as we would normally out in the open when you know you're being watched on cameras. They know this is behavior modification, and we help train ourselves because we're conscious of all these cameras watching us. Uh, this is, so this is big-time Skinnerian stuff uh, with behaviorism. But you'll find, as I say, that there's not an area they've missed. And school is very important, of course, because the exact school system we're going through now was drafted up by the, the League of Nations, the precursor of the United Nations, with the state giving the children their new morality. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And uh, as I said before, the, the state eventually was to give uh, the new morality uh, and uh, uh, its teachings, basically the social teachings, the new social agenda to the children. And the parents would just be responsible for feeding the children, basically clothing them, etc. And that was by Bertrand Russell, who was a big, big player in the whole agenda, big player internationally. He was at all the big international meetings with the, the communists, the fascists, you name them, he was there. And, uh, of course, after World War II, he kept on churning out his books and, and meeting with the Macy group and different groups to do with it, that very thing, altering behavior by basically bypassing uh, the old morality. They call it contaminated morality. That's the, the old-fashioned stuff where you didn't slaughter each other on the streets. And, um, and give the children their new morality. He also wanted to promote free love, uh, something that was on the go from the late 1800s with H.G. Wells. He was paid to put that stuff out. And uh, I've got it all. The whole lot's been, been done. So there's a lot of fallout too. But anyway, here's the latest thing to do with your mind. See, your mind is everything. It's no firewall, as I say and have said many times. So your mind is your, the primary target for controlling the public. The first uh, method of control is simply intimidation by police, you see. Most folk buckle under and, and behave themselves because of the, of the threat of force. That's within the actual force itself, if you don't. And that's why the media will always churn out stories that keep you afraid of some guy goes crazy and the cops grab him, etc. Remember, all police reporting uh, is propaganda, same with all medical reporting uh, or even movies that they make or dramas on television to do with hospitals. And that, that's complete propaganda. And uh, same with police stories and, and detective stories and movies. It's propaganda, nothing more. That's, that's his job. <laughs> but anyway, leading neuroscientists believe that the UK government may be about to sanction the development of nerve agents for British police that would be banned in warfare under an international treaty on chemical weapons. Now, for those who can still think, uh, I'm sure you're, 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 things are clicking into place from different articles I've read over, over the years. But uh, this is coming, and I'm sure it's actually here and developed already, by the way. Whenever they announce these things, they're thinking about it. They've all got the stuff ready. Never mind the fact they're spraying you from the air all the time. 
This is a high-level group of experts has asked the government to clarify its position on whether it intends to develop incapacitating chemical agents for a range of domestic uses that go beyond the limited use of chemical irritants such as CS gas for riot control. It says the experts were commissioned by the Royal Society. That's that big bunch again that uh, if you're a scientist at all that wants to get a Nobel Prize, you have to belong to it because they, they fashion uh, the direction of all sciences. This is the UK's National Academy of Sciences to investigate new developments in neuroscience that could be of use to the military. They concluded that the government may be preparing to exploit a loophole in the Chemical Weapons Convention, allowing the use of incapacitating chemical agents for domestic law enforcement. In the 1993 convention bans development, stockpiling and use of nerve agents and other toxic chemicals by the military, but there's an exemption for certain chemical agents that could be used for peaceful domestic purposes such as policing and riot control. The British government has traditionally taken the view that only a relatively mild class of irritant chemicals uh, agents that affects the eyes and respiratory tissues such as CS gas are exempt from the treaty and then only strictly for use in riot control. But the Royal Society Working Group says the government shifted its position to allow the development of more severe chemical agents such as the type of potentially dangerous nerve gases used by the Russian security forces to end hostage sieges. The development of incapacitating chemical agents ostensibly for law enforcement purposes raises a number of concerns in the context of humanitarian and human rights law, as well as the Chemical Weapons Convention report says. So the UK government should publish a statement on the reasons for its apparent recent shift in position on the interpretation of the CWC's law enforcement position. The Royal Society Group points to a 1992 statement by Douglas Hogg, uh, the then Foreign Minister, Office Minister, who indicated that riot control agents were the only toxic chemicals that the UK considered to be permitted for law enforcement purposes. But in 2009, ministers gave a less restrictive definition suggesting the use of incapacitating chemical agents would be permitted for law enforcement purposes as long as they were in the categories and quantities consistent with the permitted purpose. This is Professor Rod Flower, a biochemical pharmacologist at Queen Mary University of London, said the latest scientific insights into human brain is leading to novel ways of degrading human performance using chemicals. You can actually walk around in a stupor with some of these agents, actually. And they initially designed them for military purposes, uh, where you could simply, simply, you know, either use mortar or whatever to deliver the, the gases, and or you could do it from the air, and um, and then watch them all just walk around like zombies. And that's what's to be used on the public. But I, it, even though they say they're not allowed to, believe you me, um, even back in Thatcher's time, they had a whole bunch under martial law ready to go. Things like the camming agents, they call it too. Other ones could spray uh, uh, an aerosolized form of Valium and other other uh, uh, sedatives, basically, because it's under the sedative car- category, even as a tranquilizer. But uh, they'll never ever tell you everything they're ready to do under you know wartime um, uh, guidelines. They'll never tell you. But they have all that ready. Same in the States, too. They have the ability to fly over whole cities to neutralize panic in times of um, terrorism or blown-up buildings or whatever. And uh, and they have the same stuff, aerosolized stuff, to spread over the people. But um, also to go back to the story, it was back in November, 
and it was about uh, San Francisco cut cell services to avert protests. We all heard about it at the time that they'd actually uh, cut off all cell services. They just blocked them all. And um, and this, they're out coming out with it too. It says, as politicians in London debate whether or not social media services should be shut down to prevent possible crimes, an American transit company did just that. Uh, at the Bay Area, Rapid Transit interrupted cell phone service on its platforms to prevent a possible protest. That's what it's all about. A protest. A guy was killed apparently during a confrontation with the transit police and they didn't want a riot to start. So uh, it'll be used for many more things than that, I'm sure. And Australia too, uh, they're, they're giving out this uh, um, from Planned Parenthood, that lovely organization that aborts all over the world, gets fund, our funding to do it all too, mind you. And was started off by Margaret Sanger, who uh, was a friend of Stalin and Hitler, loved both of them. And she called children weeds, by the way, for the women who don't know that. And it says, health experts have released a uh, confronting guide to sexual behavior in children using a traffic-like system uh, to classify everything from masturbation to sexting. And this normal, developed by, it's called normal, developed by Family Planning Queensland, it uses red, amber, and green coding to advise parents of what is normal behavior, such as three-year-olds playing doctors and nurses, and what is worrying, such as a 13-year-old obsessed about pornography. The authors say the guide will help confuse parents after report. See, the parents are confused because every generation is degenerated by the media, by our entertainment, until they don't know anymore what's right and wrong. I mean, that's how bad it is now. We've had teachers in Canada doing lap dances for the children. You know, the young teachers. As answers, the authors see the guide will help confuse parents after reports some fathers were worried about washing their young children in the bath because of fears it could be misconstrued as inappropriate. Because true enough, dads are scared to do anything now. They stand there, you know, all limp and, and just, oh, what do I do? In case somebody reports them. The guide says there's nothing wrong with children under five asking about or wanting to touch the nude bodies of familiar adults because it shows natural curiosity, also, but also shows, depending who it was, a touch of uh, uh, incest as well. Holy Brennan, it says, or Holly Brennan, a, sec- a child sexual abuse prevention expert. These are experts again, you see, who helped write the book, said some parents would find it con- confronting. There's advice around for professionals, but parents have to deal with these issues every day. You can see she's an expert. She knows these things. Mrs. Ms. Brennan said the use of uh, wide use of the internet and mobile phones meant parents needed to be particularly aware of the risks of their children sent sexually explicit messages or nude photos of themselves. It was not a harmless part of growing up. So now the parents know that. You see. Family planning uh, WA education consultant Michelle Lambert says parents could get information about their children's nutrition, but it's always been hard to get advice on sexual behaviour. Most important thing parents can do is to be open with their children. Australian Family Association uh, President John Barrick said he supported parents and children being given balanced information, but he was concerned there was still a basic premise that it was normal for teenagers to engage in sexual activity. We're not saying sex is a dirty word with so many unwanted pregnancies and sexual diseases around. What we need to be saying to young people is that you don't need to be having sex yet, he said. I mean, children aren't allowed to just grow up normally anymore, are they? You can't be a child anymore. And believe you me, the, the internet is so, as always from the beginning, and, and the boys who ruled it, which was the military, made sure there was enough uh, porno up there. They still do, obviously. 
and uh, they can find everybody. Everybody they can track down. They just can't find out the, who the porno guys are and just block them. Eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Now, a Canadian MP, uh, strangely enough, has come out, Stephen Woodward, where Woodworth, it's called, wants human rights for the unborn children. And it says, um, a conservative MP is defying his party's leadership with a move to rewrite Canadian laws to extend human rights to unborn children. Kitchener MP Stephen Woodward is taking aim at a section of the criminal code that defines a child as a human being only when it can breathe on its own and is severed from the umbilical cord. He says the law was first drafted in Britain in the 1700s, but it's based on limited medical knowledge that needs to be updated. And it's true enough because there's a lot of uh, fetal distress, uh, etc., that go on, and you get to do a cesarean or do whatever you have to do to get the child out quickly, and it hasn't been born yet, right? But uh, but it's true. How, how dare they just uh, limit uh, a, a, a human being uh, to one that's got an umbilical cord still attached? Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and in New York too, now that we've got this wonderful society uh, that Bertrand Russell helped bring in, I mean, Russell himself had experimental schools back in the 20s, and he was given royal charter to have them, where he could do things he couldn't normally do, it would be illegal with the children. Part of it was to try and get them into pre-pubertal sexual relationships in order to break the need for bonding with a person right down through their life, to see if that would happen, of course it did. And um, But the problem is, too, they become obsessed with sex. They really do. They have an awful lot of problems afterwards when they start pre-puberty. But anyway, again, and he also said they'll give them the new morality, which we've all lived through. It says, parents sue after kindergarten children, uh, this is New York, regularly touched and kissed. They touched and kissed while their teacher's back was turned. There's more to than that. Parents of two pupils are suing New York City after they claim five-year-olds in a kindergarten class took their clothes off and kissed and touched each other intimately under their desks while a teacher was in the classroom. Now, for those who don't remember the articles I've read over the years, even when Bill Clinton was in, uh, the, the big thing that came out of the United Nations then was, was communal masturbation for children from the United Nations. And uh, even the, uh, who I don't remember what they call it, the, 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 the one that's a general whatever of the health for the whole of the U.S. was actually promoting it. And that's what, that's what got her out. It was a bit too early. We weren't quite contaminated as we are now. I mean, we really get updated very quickly now in contamination. And um, so anyway, it says, The activity is said to have taken place at the elementary school in Amsterdam Avenue, Washington Heights, for four months without parents being informed. It says four to seven children were said to have been showing their body parts to each other and kissing and touching as the teacher had her back turned. Well, how long should it turn from me to strip off and all the rest of it, right? And she wouldn't hear that happening. Uh, one mother told the New York Post they were exposing themselves and showing their body parts to each other. For what I understand, they were kissing and touching. They were trying to say that my daughter was inviting these children to do this to her. This is a school's response. They, the school, explained the teacher had her back to the children that it wasn't that long. They must have been moving like Charlie Chaplin in these old black movies, you know. 
she must have had her back turned for a very long time to do for them to do things like they did. The woman has since removed her daughter from Trent and transferred to another school in New Jersey, uh, the Post reported. Last week, she and the mother of a boy in a class filed notices of claim against the city, each seeking $5 million in damages. Notices of claim are required before a lawsuit can be filed. The notices allege that activity by four to seven children took place from September until January. The mother of the boy reported to the school after hearing about what was taking place in October. A report of the complaint was made by the school, to the school on December 21st, but it did not notify the NYPD or school superintendent and inform parents of uh, other children on January 3rd, several months after the alleged activity began. So the, the principal, Teresa Luger, and the DOE did, declined to comment, it says here. And there's lots of this going on. It's all over the place. But this is how them, they give you a new morality, you see. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, there's nothing wrong. And five-year-olds, and uh, you can't have these old silly restrictions like your parents had, or your grandparents maybe. And, um, and again, the United Nations is sanctioning all this behavior. I can see their hand behind this one, definitely. <laughs> Definitely, no, talk, no problem at all. And um, this one here is uh, about the wonderful uh, fallout we have of all the stuff we have today, where literally the state brings up the child, gives it some morality, and, and they've got counselors for all problems and all kinds of problems. But here's about one about a teenager, a, a female, who liked to murder folk, and it says... I just uh, effing killed someone, and it was amazing. Uh, the sick diary of entries of teen who strangled and stabbed uh, a nine-year-old neighbor. It says, uh, she wrote, as soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's pretty enjoyable. Kay, I gotta go to church now. Alton's mother called uh, killer, uh, not even human, at the hearing on Monday. It says, a Missouri teenager who admitted stabbing, strangling, and slitting the throat of a young neighbor girl, wrote in her journal the night of the killing that was amazing and pretty enjoyable experience, then headed off to church with a laugh. The words written by Alicia Bustamante, Bustamante is, uh, were heard, uh, read aloud in court Monday as part of a sentencing hearing to determine whether she should get life in prison or as little as 10 years for the October 2009 murder of her neighbor, nine-year-old Elizabeth Alton, in a small town west of Jefferson City. Bustamante, 18, sat silently, occasionally glancing at the, those testifying about her, often looking down the side. As law enforcement officers, attorneys, and forensics experts read aloud her innermost thoughts that she recorded as a 15-year-old high school sophomore. And it says, the most poignant part of the testimony came when a handwriting expert described how he was able to see through the blue ink that Bustamante had used in an attempt to cover up her original journal entry on the night of Elizabeth's murder. He then read the entry aloud in court. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. Now they're dead. Now it's plural, so they've only got a charge of one, so I don't know where that one came from. And then she says, it was amazing. And um, the journal entry was presented to the judge not long after Elizabeth's mother and other relatives pleaded with Cole County Circuit Judge Pat Joyce to impose the maximum sentence. So, you know... That's just the way it is these days. It's just a common, common enough story. Pretty sad, but that's the way things really, really are. And um, this article here, Los Angeles, the entire staff at Los Angeles Elementary School is being removed while authorities investigate horrific allegations of sexual abuse by two of the school's teachers, one of whom is accused 
of blindfolding children, taping their mouths, and photographing them in a classroom. He was also giving them semen for a taste test when they were blindfolded. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and reading this article, one of many again, it's very common across the world now. Because we're, we're global, you see, we've all got the same curriculum and, and the same indoctrination. They all watch the same Hollywood stuff and uh, music television. And all the little magazines are encouraging them, encouraging them to do whatever they want in a sexual manner. Anyway, it says that the entire staff at the Los Angeles Elementary School has been removed while authorities investigate horrific allegations of sexual abuse by two of the school's teachers, one of whom is accused of blindfolding the children, taping their mouths, and photographing them in a classroom. Now, these kind of things can't go on, you see, without other teachers knowing. This is just impossible. Anyway, Los Angeles Unified School District Superintendent John Deasy said Monday night that more than 120 staff members at the Miramonte Elementary School, everyone from the principal and teachers to the cafeteria workers, were being replaced temporarily as because a full investigation of the allegations will be disruptive and staffers will require support to get through the scandal. Then they fall out over themselves trying to see what they're doing to get to the bottom of it and so on. It's just a whole bunch. But... Uh, uh, they're getting other teachers in to, to, to take over for a while while the investigations go on. And um, if they really scroll down on this link, and I'll put all these links up at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, remember, at the end of the broadcast. And uh, it, it, they, say, they say these particular teachers, as I say, one of them blindfolded the children and even used uh, sperm as a taste test thing, but they were blindfolded. And um, this is one of them was called Berndt, B-E-R-N-D-T. 61 was charged last week with committing lewd acts on children, on 23 children ages 6 to 10 between 2005-2010. The acts cited by authorities included blindfolding children, feeding them his semen in his classroom, and what children were allegedly told was a tasting game. You know, when I was small, uh, parents would have dealt with this guy. And the cops would have looked the other way. That's how it was. You know, the old days that were just contaminated and bad, you know. It says, Bernd, who worked at the school for 32 years, remains jailed on $23 million bail and could face life in prison if convicted. Some neuroscientist will get him off. Well, he can't help it, you see. He's got this little part in the brain. See this little smudge here? Uh, and, and that's how it will be. I'm not kidding you. Springer taught at, at Miramonte for his entire career. This other guy was started in 1986. He taught second grade. The school board is scheduled to discuss firing him at a closed-door meeting Tuesday. Why is it a closed-door? Investigators say they, they know of no connection between the Miramonte cases. Berndt and Springer know each other and took their classes on at least two joint field trips in the past decade. These are always the guys who want to go off on field trips, according to the early times. More than a quarter of the students at Miramonte were absent from school Monday while parents demanded more protection at school, with attendance reaching just 72%. And uh, anyway, 
it'll go on and on, and they'll drag it on and try and clear themselves. Schools all do this. Big, big cash involved in all these schools, you see. And they had to try and, and, and clear it up, you know. But the, the other ones, the teachers would definitely know what was going on. You can't keep that thing quiet. The, te- the children at school yap all the time, too. And apart from that, the teachers are listening in on all the conversations and, and, and laptops and everything. So they know what's going on. And then we have um, the, the one to do with um, another one, I think, from LA2, where the cops, some of the cops, one cop in particular, actually were getting women to undo their, their bras, claiming that they could hide things in there, hide things, you see, like terrorist things and all that. And he was going around the town doing all that. And... Um, and that was, uh, you know, it's Las Vegas, actually. A Las Vegas patrol officer was arrested for allegedly prompting at least two women to expose their breasts to him during traffic stop. Other ones would think nothing of it down that place, I'm telling you. According to police paperwork, 33-year-old John Norman faces charges for felony and gross misdemeanor, oppression under the color of law, felony coercion, gross misdemeanor, and open and gross lewdness. Uh, one incident happened December 11, uh, 28, 2011, when Norman allegedly told a woman to take off her bra and groped her in a church parking lot during a traffic stop. According to the woman who was pulled over, Norman told her he needed to search the bra because women hide things in there. She told the authorities she would not have consented to the search had not been a police officer. Every chef is getting trained to simply obey. You know, the black, it's a black uniform. Okay. She claimed she was scared of what would happen if she didn't comply with the orders. Well, it probably had tasered her. Another incident reportedly happened June 23rd when Norman pulled over a woman and her cousin driving an, uh, on East Flamingo. He told them it was a high crime area and questioned them. One of the women had warrants for traffic offences. Norman handcuffed her, searched her, again asking her to shake out her bra several times. So, you see, government is all wacky today. And the ones who work for government are all wacky because most of society is all bloody wacky. That's why. They've all been brought up with the, with the new normals that are completely dysfunctional. They were meant to be dysfunctional. But they won't stop it, you see, because the big agenda is that you, you must get pre-pubertal sex really raging and make sure that they continue all through their lives. They'll never mate and stay with a single partner. And that way they won't have children. That's the whole idea behind it, you see. And then PA College Machine dispenses morning after pill. That's the abortion pill. Students at Pennsylvania University can obtain the morning after pill from an unusual source, a vending machine at the campus health center. It says the vending machine at Shippenburg University's Etter Health Center provides the Plan B emergency contraceptive along with condoms, decongestants, and pregnancy tests. Vice President for Student Affairs Roger Serra says the machine was installed after a request from the Student Association, and a survey found 85% of student respondents supported it. So it's available for, without a prescription to anyone 17 or older. Of course, the younger ones will just ask somebody older to get it from. The drug isn't covered or subsidized by the school. Instead, it's applied for $25, the school's cost to the pharmaceutical company, and less than off-campus pharmacies. So, yes, big pharma again into everything. This other article, Mothers Furious as 13-year-old girls are given contraceptive implants at school without their knowledge. Uh, this is in Britain, this one. See, it's all worldwide. Same agenda. Parents were furious today after discovering that National Health Service managers have been giving their daughters contraceptive implants in school without telling them. The initiative in Southampton to combat teenage pregnancies. I wonder why they've got all these pregnancies. Isn't that, isn't that a, a weird thing? But nobody's asked that question. 
Because then they'd have to get on to, well, where's all the info coming from, apart from the so-called sexual education courses where they're using porno films now. That, that's what teaches them, pornographic films. And um, they'd have to maybe criticize uh, the big organizations that are, like, you know, music, television, etc., that are pumping this stuff out to them. And they'll never do that. Never, ever. They've never in my life done that, you know. Governments never says, we better look at Hollywood and, and, and we must look at music, television. No, they'll never, ever do that because that's the big agenda. So this shift in Southampton to combat teens' pregnancy was criticized by one mother who said it was morally wrong that her daughter had been given an implant between lessons. That terrible old-fashioned word, morality, it's, it's, it's all relative, you know, relative morality you now. It's just wherever it goes. She said she was horrified that neither he, uh, she nor, he nor GP had been told her daughter had been given the four-centimeter device that implants it under your skin. So she's very angry, etc., etc. And, uh, of course, you know, it says it consists of a four-centimeter thin flexible tube inserted under the skin of the upper arm by a specially trained nurse or doctor. It reaches the hormone progesterone to stop the release of an egg from the ovary, thereby preventing pregnancy. The implant works for three years before it needs to be replaced and is 99% effective. It doesn't rely on remembering to take the pill uh, at the same time each day. However, it can disrupt periods during the first year or even stop them completely while it is implanted. Some women have complained of headaches, acne, nausea and breast tenderness in the first few months of use. Uh, some research, and there's quite a lot of research, I suggested it may slightly raise the risk of breast cancer. And the studies are ongoing. So... The parents really have no say in anything anymore. Bertrand Russell said that. He said at one time uh, we used to think they would have to separate the parents from the children when the children were born in order to give them the proper indoctrination, you see. Very, very communistic. I told you the fascists and the communists are in bed together, you see. And um, he says then we realized through his own experiments with the school, his own little school he was given permission to run uh, with uh, pre-pubertal children, Engaging in sexual activity, he, he says he, he realized that through scientific indoctrination, this is in his own book, Scientific Indoctrination, he says we found we don't need to uh, take the children away from the parents now. Uh, just four or five hours in school with scientific indoctrination will override any input of morality that the parents try to put on the children when they get back home. That was perfected in the 1920s. Yep. 1920s. But that's really how, how it, it, uh, it goes, isn't it? Another thing that's amazing to me is body, uh, is cancer. And it says here, uh, new cancer cases are up 30% by 2030. Here's a profession that doesn't know what causes the cancer except this irritation of either viral or chemical or whatever. Uh, and they can't tell you much about it. And it do slash and burn techniques using chemicals they've used for about 40, 50 years. I keep changing the names to tell you it's a new one, it's better. And of course the price goes up too. But anyway, they can, oh, but they can predict it's going to go up 30% by 2030. We don't know what causes it, but it's going to go up 30% by 2030. Yeah. It says, um, the, the figures released to coincide with World Cancer Day reveal new cases of cancer could rise 30% in the UK by 2030. And it says here, that new cases of cancer could rise 30%, blah, blah. Experts, experts have what causes it? We don't know. Well, how do you know it's going to go up 30%? 
The UK ranks 16 out of 27 countries in the European Union for the predicted rise in cases, according to the data from the World Cancer Research Fund, issued to publicise World Cancer Day on Saturday. I got a big uh, glossy magazine through the post just recently. It must have cost a fortune. That's where the money goes. High, high pay for those characters. And uh, how much research have they been doing on cancer for how long? And what did they tell you? Well, we don't know, you know. Oh, we can slash it and burn it and radiate it and, and give you all this toxic stuff that might kill you. We don't know, but you know, we're just confused. But we can tell you it's going up 30%. So estimates suggest in 2030 there will be 396,000 new cases of cancer in the UK compared with 304,000 new cases in 2008, the 30% rise. The data differs to figures released by the Cancer Research UK in October, which predicted the number of new cancer cases by the UK could rise by 45% between 2007 and 2030 to 432,000 per year. I guess they're going to change the mix and the spraying uh, that they're doing daily on over our heads. That's probably what's going to up it, you know. Plus, oh, we'll get more inoculations now too. Lots, lots more. And they want to give you uh, a whole bunch of new inoculations plus boosters every year right through your whole life just to make sure that you, you know, come down with something and you're completely sterile. So anyway, it's, um, I, I've got to laugh at the, the, the stuff they give you, the experts, you know. Scientists estimate about a third of the most common cancers in the UK and other high-income countries could be prevented by maintaining a healthy weight. Uh, being more physically active and eating more healthily. Eating more healthily doesn't sound right. Anyway, uh, you can't afford real food anymore, most folk. Because we're, and we're all in austerity. Because of the, the wonderful bankers. All planned that way, mind you. And we're, we're eating chemicalized garbage. The, 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 the average supermarket is the dumping ground for the waste. The toxic waste from chemical companies when you read what's on everything and in the packets everything. That's what it is. It's poisons. Toxic. Normal food is now called organic food. We can't afford it. So unfortunately, these cases are just as bad, if not worse, in non-European countries. And the predicted increase in global cancer cases between 2008 and 2030 is 67% from some in some countries from 12.6 million to 21.2 million. It's due to an increase in the adult population as well as an aging population. We've always had an aging population. From the time when we came out of the caves, shortly afterwards, people were aging, eh? They're trying to make it the first time people got old. Tonight I'm also putting up a link uh, to a, a radio show in the U.S., uh, where the host actually had a call-in by a neurosurgeon who just attended Washington's uh, meeting for neurosurgeons to do with the, the new Obamacare that's coming up. And what they do is when you go in, if you're 70 or over, and probably I'll, I'll go down to 60, but if you're 70 or over and you've had a mild stroke or something like that, in comes an ethics committee. Now, not doctors, an ethics committee to say, oh, look, oh, yeah, looks old to me. And, uh, and they'll decide, and what does he do? Well, they're retired and so on. Are they, are they a somebody or a nobody? Well, they're really a nobody. And, uh, they put you down whether or not you're going to have treatments, minimalistic treatment. 
before the surgeons can begin to even see you. And I'll put this link up tonight and you'll hear him talking in the call, the call and show. you hear the neurosurgeon talking about it. And that's what they've got planned under Obamacare for you. See, they've got all that in Britain already. They actually mark your chart at the bottom with a code. And it tells you if you don't resuscitate this one, you know, in other ones it'll all be, oh, resuscitate, resuscitate this guy. He's important in the community. So it's all to do with value-based treatment. What's your value to society? What's your value to the community? We're in the system that I was reading about from the big boys when I was wee, small. Talking about it then. So, and, and cancer, believe you, was almost unheard of at one time. You Believe it or not, you actually had people in their 70s and 80s and 90s, years ago. You actually did have... It's like the first time they've had this in, in, in history. Utter rubbish. And cancers were very incredibly rare, especially certain types. Now they're common. Very common. But again, that's depopulation for you, isn't it? Another article is to do too. You've already heard about the infrastructure bank they talked about in the US and it went kind of quiet. I'll put out a link tonight uh, from Business Week and it tells you it, uh, they're actually starting them up state by state, very quietly. Okay? This is the California State Teachers Retirement System, the second largest U.S. public pension. Said it will invest $500 million in infrastructure projects such as water lines and mobile phone towers. The pension fund will make the investments in two parts over 18 months through Australia's Industry Funds Management Party Limited. Said Ricardo Duran, spokesman for the California Retirement System. Investments will be placed primarily in North America and Europe, Duran said. The $144.8 billion pension fund is ramping up a new program to invest in infrastructure as a way to hedge against inflation. I said to hedge against inflation and build stable long-term revenue sources. The California Public Employees Retirement System, the largest public pension in the U.S., with $233 billion, has a similar program. So, see, they're, they're getting exactly what they want one way or another. You see? You're already paying taxes for your roads to be done. All that stuff. Many times over, by the way. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix. We'll go to the callers now, and there's Bob from Texas hanging on the line there. Hey there, Bob. Hey Alan, you hear me? Yes. Uh, I thought I'd try my real positive voice here. Yes. You know, I, I, you know, I can't stand, you know, you get to a point where you get tired of that fake mm-hmm. stuff you hear all the time. Uh, uh, you know, I, some of my people, I post on Facebook a lot of this stuff, my pictures of chemtrails and this and that. And so much of the stuff on, on that you see on Facebook, it, it, you know, people are talking about the football games, the, you know, all yeah. these little sayings, these canned sayings, and it, it feels very futile. Yeah. It's, it's just something I'm throwing out. But, you know, uh, interesting that you're talking about all this tonight. I've been reading on Bertrand Russell, the impact of science on society. It's just an amazing, I, everything that you're talking about um, tonight is, you know, 
the social psychologist of the future will have a number of classes of school children on whom they will try different methods of producing an unshakable conviction that snow is black. Yeah, that's right. These people are they. I, when I, I cannot believe that this has been out here for years, and, and I didn't read it. You know, you should be in the educational system because they don't. You know, this stuff is out there for them to read. They hide all this from everyone, you know, and uh, it's sick. It really is absolutely sick. It's sick, but the whole the whole social indoctrination system has been used for many years now. It, it starts yeah. in, in school. They're doing this to children. They've done it to us. Like I said, yeah. we have been contaminated. That's right. You know, yeah. and when you when you read this stuff, this book right here, if, if, if anyone didn't read a book, they need to read this one. You know, I mean, they just put it right out here, and they tell people how they are doing and and what's going to come, how it's going to yeah. be. And, and he worked, remember, too, he worked with two main groups that were, were, were set up to change, alter uh, American culture completely. Was he a part of the Milner group? Uh, no, he, 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 was, he belonged to that, too, but he also belonged to the Macy group. They came from uh, uh, Vienna, the Vienna School. Uh, of the deep thinkers, they call themselves, but totally Marxist, but they were brought over to the States. What was the name of the school again? Uh, that one's Vienna School. Vienna School? And the second one he belonged to was the Frankfurt School, and uh, so members of the Frankfurt School uh, ran off from, from Hitler. He's going to, he was going to do them in two, and um, they joined up with the, the Vienna School that also came over to the States, and they formed the Macy Group, and the president, I think it was Truman at the time, gave them permission to go ahead and organize a new system that would transform the whole culture of America forever because, because they said that the, the United Nations had gotten together and decided that the next country who might become totally fascist would be America. And, and, and so and Truman, they went to work. You know, is highly regarded, 33rd degree Mason. You know, I know because, you know, I've been mm-hmm. there, done that. And I'm, you know, and, but he let him, he let him come in and, and to set that sort of thing up. Yes, he was paid by the U.S. taxpayer, and that those groups were paid to transform the society and the culture of America forever. And what they decided was to use a Marxist technique because uh, the Marxists already uh, were against marriage, etc., and bonding. Was he a member of the Fabian Society? Pardon? Was he Fabian? Fabian Society? Uh, he, 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 he spoke to it, but I don't think he was a member. He, he, he was way above even them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's in a league of his own, I imagine. Huh? Yeah, one of his books was Education and the Good Life, his, his early books. You should read that one. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot for taking my call, Alan. And thanks for calling. From Hamish and myself. Hamish is my dog, by the way. And myself from Ontario, Canada, is good night to me. A God or your God, school with you.